Hey, it's Connie from Cribs and welcome to this week's podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. Hey guys, Dominic Nesha here from Cribs. Today we have another podcast with the infamous now, James Slattery <laughs> from Mortgage Choice. Yep. Um, this man runs his own business, very, very successful, knows finance in and out. And today we want to just get a little bit of a round out on what's happening in the market and yep. jump into some other bits and pieces. It's it's hot out there. So if you're it looking below the table, I'm actually got sweating. shorts on. Yeah. <laughs> He's not sweating because it's panicking, it's because it's hot. He's running from parking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, mate, tell us what's going on. Mate, it's getting busier, um, which is really good. So, you know, people are just reaching out, contacting, touching base, seeing what's happening. Old leads are coming back from people I spoke with 12 to 18 months ago just to say well, what's happening now, what do we do? Um, can you run my numbers again? Mm. Um, I'm getting a lot of pre-approvals. Yes. More than refinances. Um, so the pipeline's just sort of filling up, just keep pushing them all through. So you're seeing a lot of activity coming yeah. back into the market. Yeah, the problem we're having is the low stock um, on the market. Mm. So a lot of the pre-approvals are ex uh, expiring or the things that they, they were looking at before are now going for a higher price Interesting. at auction, which is a bit frustrating. Mm. Um, but it's just all talking them through it, conditioning, you know, being patient um, and being supportive as we go. And I'm hearing a little bit about it being easier to go and get some credit or banks are loosening the purse strings yep. and giving you a bit more money. Yep. Um, one, can you explain what that actually means and yep. what they're doing to make credit easing? Yep. Um, and then also, have you seen an impact as a result of that? You've kind of already told me a little yeah, bit about yeah. that. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't say it's easier. <laughs> Like, our job is just a pain in the fucking ass at the moment. Yeah. Um, the only thing they don't get from you is a DNA sample. Yeah. But the good thing is they've reduced the assessment rate. So let's say you're going for a loan um, and it was 4%. The assessment rates before were like 72 to 8%. So you had to service the loan at that amount, and that would pass the serviceability. That's now been dropped. So some lenders are like 5.5% mm. or they have like a 2.5% buffer. So whatever's higher. That's interesting. So a lot of people out there get concerned about the real estate market and bubbles and credit crisis, yeah. but banks do their homework. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. put you through a rigorous uh, credit assessment oh, yeah. to make sure that you can afford alone well above what is actually required for this property. Yep. And I think that's good because it does obviously protect our market. Yep. Frustrating because we want to go buy property. It is. But um, so now that you're seeing that the, the, the assessment rate has come back, you're getting um, more money for the yep. same clients yep. and some people now can actually get in. Yep, yep, yep. And then that's why I said people are coming back to us um, saying where are we at now with our numbers because, you know, 12 months ago they didn't fit and now they're coming back and they're fitting or they've paid down a credit card or something like that. So that's, that's been a positive. Okay. So you're also working on getting your clients match fit. Yeah. So yeah. while we're on that, I was going to ask you that later on, but what are some of the things that you're getting your clients to do now that, yeah, what, 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 what you, would you see on an application and say, Hey, get rid of that, change that, yeah. fix this, yeah. save for three months. I what actually jotted down a few notes just so that yeah. if the viewers are out there and they're not a veteran, um, you know, mortgagee or whatever, they want to 
go out and get a loan. These are a few tips you probably might want to take a, a notice of. Um, if it's a refinance, yep. um, a massive one is you have to provide home loan statements or credit card statements or personal loan statements between three to six months or one to six months so that the lender can go through and make sure that you've been making your payments on time, there's no late fees, no overdrawn fees. So if you've got any of those, you're going to struggle. You can get away with going with some lenders like Pepper and stuff like that, but you are going to pay a higher rate. Um, so basically the first thing is is for the broker and the client to go through and make sure there is none of that. If there is, let's wait three months and make sure you're on top of it. That or go to a different type of lender. Yeah, if it's gonna crucial charge you to get the goal done immediately, then get in with someone like Pepper who will who will, who will accept things like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, people just forget. Like, I've got high earners, white collar workers. They've got more than enough money, and they might just forget to make the payment, or the credit card might be maxed, and then they haven't made the payment that time, and it goes over. So there's little things like that which sometimes you can get away with. If there's one, um, but yeah, that's a massive one. Um, another one is disclosing all credit cards and personal loans, lines of credit to the broker before getting started. I had one the other day. They just forgot about a four hundred thousand dollar line of credit, <laughs> which four hundred grand. Yeah, I know. Which I thought, wow, that's amazing. But like, I can do my my um, Vita check, but then the banks do one as well. So that things can show up. They might forget about store cards, shit like that. So disclose everything to save them coming back and back and forth. Let me ask you: yeah. Does afterpay is that another thing that affects? Yeah. You, well, you got to say it. I mean, generally, like afterpay and stuff like a thousand bucks. But it, it's better to just put it on there. Put it in your notes. Disclose it. So okay. It's not a huge thing because they're not huge lending. It's more the credit cards and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Um, living expenses. Yeah. Fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> so some people might grow their own veggies, have a chook run around the backyard, have solar power. So the expenses might be less, but the lenders are going to use the HEM, which is the household expenditure measure. Um, so, I mean, when I get my form, before I start a loan, I get um, the client to fill out all their living expenses and break it up into all the categories. So it's, some people are really good and they know exactly what all their bills are each month. Some yeah. don't. So that's a huge one. Um, so let me just check on that one there. So if a client um, is really good with their finance, yep. the bank may still revert back to the HEM. Yeah, if it's lower. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're lower, they're still going to go. They're going to pull you up to whatever they think is Sometimes, standard. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. So if, if, unless you've got a good enough explanation, if you're like a single mum with two kids, there's going to be like a set sort of what it's going to cost there. Um, so yeah, doing the homework on that beforehand is really good because they also go through all the statements. Like if I use a program called, pardon me, BankStatements.com, and you you put all your your transactions in and your home loan accounts, it does an algorithm. It'll say gambling, pet pet fund, like all that kind of stuff. So they'll be able to see it. So you've got to do it before you do the application. Make sure okay. it's true. Um, another cu- couple of things, good to show you that you're putting away savings. That's definitely, if you're just burning all your you know, money at the end of the month, that's uh, not the best. Mm. Um, and be prepared as well. Like I have people that are like, I want to go to auction this weekend and it's a Wednesday. And I say to them, guys, you're not going to have it done in time, especially with some of the good rates that are going on at the moment. Um, lenders are taking longer than normal to get loans done. Okay, so, so in that situation there, you're out there and you're looking to go get a mortgage and then you're talking to a broker um, that week. Yeah. Um, something that I can add to that is you're going to put your broker on a lot of pressure, but if you do want that property, maybe go and ask for an extended settlement date. Yeah, yeah. Just be prepared. Get yeah. stuff done ahead of time. Don't need it to the last minute. Yeah, certainly not. Yeah. I'm going to auction this weekend. That's sort of another time. <laughs> um, okay. And Sorry, I'm cooking. Mate, you're right, man. You're right. I can see you're sweating up a storm oh, and you're working for our audience. I ran here and I'm dying. Sorry. That's all good. 
Um, so I was going to ask you this one here. So you've said you've got a lot of pre-approvals coming in. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my clients were going, some of them feel really comfortable going in and just talking to a broker, getting an assessment done and getting some indication of what their finances are. Yeah. Because they know they're looking to buy within the next three to six months. Not serious about getting a pre-approval and don't waste the broker's time because I've been doing a lot of that shit lately and it's pissing me off. Yeah. And I'm sure other brokers get pissed off about too. Just to be just to be blunt. Yeah. Because like you just said, we can do your numbers, tell you what you can roughly afford. Um, we can look at the paperwork without doing the whole application and you can get a bit of a guide as to what to go and look for. Then once you think you're ready to go, then do your pre-approval. Mm. The other reason is... You've now got that inquiry on your credit report. Yes. So if you just keep doing them, they expire, and you do another one. Then when we go to really do the serious one, and we, maybe we change lenders, they might say, "What are all these?" And some lenders don't like too many inquiries. Makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. so one more for all of you out there: um, make sure that you don't go and do ten pre-approvals. Yeah. Because the lenders go out and see how many applications you've done. Yeah. It can negatively impact your credit application. It's better to have an intelligent conversation with James and his team. Yeah. Find out what you can afford and then get it done when and when it's necessary. Yeah. yeah, just be straight up and say, look, I just want to see what I can afford. I'm not going to buy yet rather than just jumping in and doing a pre-approval. Um, but yeah, but then again, when you are serious and ready to go, make sure you've got a pre-approval. <laughs> yeah. Don't just go off what the broker has said numbers-wise because you're not approved yet. So what does a pre-approval actually look like? So everyone talks about them. Some people are a little uncertain. They're scared yeah. to start that application process. Yeah. What does that actually mean? Say, yes, we're ready. We want to go buy something. What's a pre-approval? How does it work? All right. So straight up simple one. Let's say we've got you, right? Pretend you work for someone. A couple of pay slips, some bank statements, a couple of credit card statements. If that's all you've got, goes to, let's say, RNG. Mm -hmm. Someone assesses it and says, yep, that fits, and he can borrow this amount. You're now conditionally approved for this amount. So that gives you the opportunity to go and make offers and bid at auctions. That's your pre-approval in mm -hmm. place, right? Um, something to be aware of is some lenders don't do a full assessment for the pre-approval. So you kind of they kind of haven't really dug into the numbers just yet. They don't do it until you find something. So that's a big thing too, knowing what lenders do a full assessment for pre-approval. Okay, so... Um in principle, you'll know and understand what you can go and afford. Yep. Is it rare or unlikely or is it a common occurrence mm. that you'll get a pre-approval, go and buy the property, and then they say, listen, actually, you can't get as much as you thought? If it's a tricky one, it has happened. I had um, a guy that lives above my office come in and his family, friends, the son is a piano instructor, self-employed. He had a pre-approval, went and bought an auction. When they did the full assessment, they didn't approve him for what he was originally told. Now... That is one where I would say go to a lender that need, needs a full assessment because it's self-employed, there's ins and outs in tax returns that they're accepted and not accepted. Mm -hmm. It's not just like a PAYG um, pay, pay slip. Yeah, yeah, so you're not just a simple pay-as-you-go. Yeah, you yeah. get some cash and you're sweet. Exactly. When you, when you run your own business, Very different. way harder. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, all this talk about applications um, – is now, do you think, a good time for people to go out, refinance their homes? Yeah, yeah. Go definitely. and get some new um, new debt, have a look at the mortgages. Definitely. If, release some equity. Yep, yep. Like if you haven't if you haven't done a refinance in the last four years, you'll, you'll be massive. Like I'm doing one at the moment. We're refinancing a home loan, 
uh, and two personal loans, about 80 grand's worth of credit cards and personal loans, and mm. she's actually going to save $700 a month. Wow. Just paying everything off. That's a lot of extra dough. A lot of extra money. And so it just frees her up. And she's also buying an investment property off the um, plan. Excellent. So that's really just frees up that application also. Um, but yeah, there's spreading the loan back out over 30 years um, and getting a low interest rate like what's going on at the moment is definitely going to save you some money. Okay, so anyone out there, go and have a look at your property. If you haven't reviewed your mortgage in a while, definitely go and yep. do that now. And then just personally, do you think it's a good time to get out and buy a property again? Um, it depends where and what you're looking for, what you're doing. I mean, I'm finding all the Sydney people are struggling. Um, the things are coming in auction two and three hundred grand over what the guide price guide was or what they thought. But don't say that to me. <laughs> but it's 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 because of low stock. It's yeah. not because of anything else. Yeah, it's, it's becoming a mode. buyer's market again. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, so it'll calm down. I was chasing, chasing, uh, chatting to Jason Barlow and some other agents the other day, and they all agree that at the moment, it is a good time to go and sell property. Yeah. Tough to buy, depending on whatever market you're looking at. Yeah. But the, particularly in the blue chip areas, because there's not a lot of stock available, they're seeing 10, 20, 30 groups and getting crazy prices at auctions. It's all emotional at the moment. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, mate? <sighs> nah, not really. Mate, thanks for, thanks for running in. He's sweating up <laughs> sorry, a storm. Yeah, sorry, guys. Very hot. Um, and yeah, any of you out there want to have a chat to, to um, James and the team, feel free to do so. And um, mate, likewise, any of your team want to chat to me? Good to see you. Chat to you all soon. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's all good.